0: So hello and welcome, my name is Steve Nabel, and today I'm speaking with Tina Ananda on Clearing Family Energetic Dynamics. Now Tina is a transformational therapist, a clarity coach and creator of the emotional alchemy process. She leads emotional alchemy retreats in Bali and Costa Rica and specializes in emotions and relationships, working with empaths and highly sensitive people. She was born in Slovenia and currently is living in Costa Rica. So hi Tina.
1: Hi, Steve. Nice to uh, hear you again.
0: Yes, it's been a little while. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Can you say something about your journey into this work? How did it all start?
1: Well, since I was small, I was basically very much interested in the family psychodynamics. Mm. And because I also, like most of us, you know, I grew up in a quite a neurotic family, you know, with a father, alcoholic, uh, with a mother that was just suppressing things down, her emotions and anger. And it was really scary. So my childhood was not really fun. And uh, so that kind of um, took me on a journey. I, I basically, uh, first I actually finished an official education of uh, like a financial officer, right? So I am I was an economist. But just that... Um, urge to know people to know to know psychology and the metaphysics and that there's more in life not just this right Mm. Uh, that really uh, took me for a ride in the past uh, mostly eight years i was traveling around the world uh, and meeting you know shamans native healers uh spiritual teachers like all over the world and learning from them and basically a whole new world just opened up to me Because, like, um, and now that I know uh, and I have my channels open, uh, psychic channels, um, I see that I had them open when I was a child. And basically, because my, um, now my superpowers are that I can really, you know, read the vibration of the person. I can read their family, you know, um, energetics, dynamics, their uh, belief uh, systems, their emotional patterns. It's almost like I'm eavesdropping. You know, into their field, like Mm. what was going on in in their childhood and uh, what is going on now, because we are recreating, right? The emotional environment from our past. We are recreating it now because we are bringing it into the now vibration. So I now just, I'm figuring out that I had these superpowers when I was small, like, you know, four or five, but it was so scary, you know, to see the reality, to see what people think what people feel, which basically, you know, um, most of us empaths have this ability and we just suppressed it because it was too painful. So I I could see all of this, you know, that my mom was suppressing, you know, anger and resentment, but she would show uh, show me a happy face, you know, and and like, yeah, everything's okay and it was not authentic and it was really scary and and basically these people, you know, when you're a small child, these people are... Basically uh, dangerous for you, right? Because you see something and they're convincing you of something else, right? Yeah, and this is how now I also teach my clients this that because of this uh, I also um, uh, This is how we lose our emotional compass, right? Because you know parents for us are like, you know, these big Thing you know, all-knowing God, universe, uh, this big authority, and we believe them when they are convincing us into a different reality. So we basically drop our emotional compass and stop trusting ourselves. We stop trusting our senses, you know, our heart, our intuition our feelings and emotions and we got, we get lost, you know, and this is how it happened to me. I got lost because I suppressed it all. And until I was like 27, uh, I was like very logical, very rational, right? I was like, mm. yeah, if, if you, there's no energy, right? If you can touch it, if you can see it, you know, uh, feel it, um, there's nothing there, but only like uh, when I was 27, I had like uh, my first awakening, I would say, which was, thank God, really nice. And, 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 Calm mm. uh, I, I just went for a spiritual retreat basically and just you know hold so many doors open And this was like about eight maybe nine years ago now and from then on yeah, I went through a few uh, Dark nights of the soul, mm. you know shedding. Oh my god shedding my walls. Oh my god uh, shedding my pain Um, Shedding my identities. Who am I really? And then in this process, I also like kind of uh, found out because this is a process of knowing yourself, right? Know thyself. Uh, I found out I was like, um, I was. Uh, uh, do you know the Human Design? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, the the uh, profiles. So one of them is uh, is the that is the walking mirror, um, a reflector. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So the reflector, it says it's like one percent of the people, uh, but I would say more. Um, and I'm basically a walking mirror, and like, oh my God, and and it's really tough, you know. It, it already being an empath, you know, so I can really relate to empaths and and empaths and highly sen- star seeds, you know, highly sensitive people. It's so hard, you know. That's why I also today I specialize, you know, on um, setting, you know, boundaries, on knowing yourself, on uh, you know, the stopping the people pleasing, uh, you know, and and all of that. So. Um, Yeah, it's just been an amazing um, path of self-discovery of myself And this is how I can then, you know, opening my channels as well Developing my, deepening my knowledge and my wisdom and tapping into different dimensions And thus I now have, like, able to help people around this, you know and, And clients come to me basically with all sorts of problems, you know In relationships, you know, with their partners or kids or pets or, you know or family parents um you know maybe with their mission what is their mission in life or they just seem lost or stuck mm. so yeah this is um this is what i'm passionate about
0: star seeds light workers or spiritual people or people with spiritual values being born into so these are the sensitive types being born into yeah. heavy family bloodlines exactly. what's the problem with that
1: Oh my god it's so freaking scary it's so scary and it's dangerous you know you know what's the the danger that i perceived and am, i'm working with now uh, because this danger also gets reflected uh, in uh, the dynamics that we had with our parents right um, the shadow the shadow we suppressed of we are still recreating it in ourselves, with ourselves, with mm. our inner children or our parts, parts of us or aspects of us, whatever you call them. Mm. And the danger is that you don't you like when you imagine if you're like a three year old uh, child and you see, oh, my God, I can't trust my mom. OK, mm. because I see how she is, but she's like straight face lying to me because she's in denial herself. Right. She's asleep. Mm. So, um, I can't trust her, but if you put yourself psychologically in a perspective of this small child, when you are 24 seven, you are, um, existentially dependent on this person Mm. that you cannot trust and you can feel what happens to you, to your psyche, you would go mad, you would go crazy because you, you cannot be, uh, your life can't depend on a person that you don't trust. You know that's why also um, like you know bipolarity or schizophrenia uh, um, schizophrenic states and and also dissociative states happen because mm. you don't feel you have to create an alternative alternative reality to to function mm. in this um, mad world basically so this is what what the danger is um so then you as a child uh, you know your psychological brain is wired in the way that you you do need to trust your caretaker mm. right you maybe you also heard of stockholm sy- syndrome yeah yeah when when we bond with our perpetrator right mm. um and uh, And, like, mostly, it doesn't even the perpetrator or, like, or the parent or the abuser. It doesn't have to be, like, even, you know, um, you don't have to be, like, physically abused or, like, sexually abused. Even the emotional neglect of what was not there uh, is highly, highly abusive. You know, the emotional uh, abuse. So, um, and so we are wired in a way that um, we go and trust the parent, the caretaker. We have to, otherwise we go nuts. We would go crazy. So we trust them. And this is how we stop trusting ourselves. And that takes us on a path that, like, we abandon ourselves, basically. And this self-abandonment is the most painful.
0: So you talked, I guess, about incongruence, where... Like, for example, yeah. your mother was suppressing anger and showing a happy face. Yeah. I had a simly, uh, similar uh, mother mm-hmm. who um, showed a happy face to some people yeah. and this yeah. kind of martyred face to others. So it was, it's almost like it to the world, to the community, friends. She was this, hi, yeah. I'm fine. But then and in private, you could see this depressed and martyred. And there's this kind of strange okay. thing going on. So... Incongruence is this thing, as you're kind of saying. I guess where, where parents are not clear mirrors, they're becoming yes. dark mirrors, almost like ones we can't trust. We can't. As we're growing up, we 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 need to see ourselves in others, our parents, I guess. And if we can't can't feel them, understand them, or if we sense they're lying to some extent, that's going to create yes. a lot of problems, isn't it?
1: Yeah, a lot of confusion, and and just because of the fact that we are existentially dependent on them, like we are one of the species on this planet, that's like dependent for for so many years on their caretakers. No, like no other species is like that, and that really creates a lot of um, this bond an identity crisis basically which we then today you know we we try to I mean we we are clearing it today to free ourselves to find ourselves to find find our true essence because when when the people around you are uh, so one thing is that you see that the world is a dangerous place right and then we see also well, I can't really rea- rely on anyone, right? Mm. And you can't understand, like, why are my parents arguing so much? Uh, everything is so simple, right? It should be simple. Or why is my mom, you know, portraying one face in her job and to the community and another face at home? How is this? Is, is, it's so, like, basically, we have we have uh, this sensation as a child and, and which is still brewing and vibrating in us today of falsity you know what I mean that mm. the world is false and how do we function in a false world where we become false right mm. uh, and we are in denial and that's why oh my god the shattering of the illusion you know of the filters that are happening today oh my god because like sometimes even because we, with these dynamics we also of course touch, you know the narcissism and the codependency dynamics in our families and we, we all fall somewhere on this spectrum anyway, you know, to certain, to different degrees. And uh, uh, it's really, um, so basically this self-abandonment uh, is still going on today and uh, we don't, we don't really know ourselves. And um, then uh, we, uh, because always our hologram, we would say our lives, right, mirror our vibration that's why also when i speak with clients i always teach them this vibrational language the technology of manifestation how your beliefs and how your vibration and emotional energetics is being mirrored in your uh, outside 3d world and uh, uh, so and um, talking about narcissism many um, of my clients that was also my confusion was that we are confused. Who is the narcissist and who is the codependent? Oh, and I can see that. And and I had many cases when I told my clients, do you know that actually your mother was a narcissist? And oh my God, their world shifted 180 degrees. Mm. And we and yeah and usually usually when I you know I, I usually in my sessions I break through the illusion, right? I tell them this is it. This is how it is. And it makes makes such a shift that is um, so freeing. And it's it's huge. You know, you can start shaking. You can start crying. Such a relief. Such a relief to know the truth. To know the truth. Mm. What is what? Who is to finally make sense? Because usually in this, um, you know, uh, in this family dynamics that, you know, there was no authenticity. There was no intimacy. You know, we didn't really communicate. We didn't see each other really, you know. Mm. We were not. We were not seen, felt, heard, uh, neither were the parents, uh, you know, in, in them as a couple. Um, so, uh, it's really confusing, like, wh- what is happening? Uh, that's why, you know, to point things out and to see the truth is actually so freeing. Mm. I mean it's like a bittersweet moment I, I'm sure you, you know what I'm talking about it's like a bittersweet moment of revelation
0: <laughs> yeah I think when I first came to the spiritual path one of the earliest things I came to was it was possible to create a sense of safety to a degree that I'd never experienced before in my family or yeah. what I just you know from the family go as you mentioned earlier goes the world becomes an unsafe place but I actually was able to create a place of safety within me and also yeah. my family was a space where love was a very finite resource Mm -hmm. And again, I was able to find, but actually it's not true. It's just the illusion of it. And I found that the universe was actually a place where all kinds of energies are in abundance, you know, um, support, love and uh, care and attention, all these things. So... Our families are what we kind of grow into this illusion of. And one of the things I was thinking about was um, this idea of being conditioned by the fact we're conditioned into, I guess, either being one extreme, being the good son or daughter, being the pleasing or obedient, or the other extreme being the rebellious, I'm off, I don't want to have anything to do with you type of thing. Do you want to say yes. something about this kind of conditioning that goes on?
1: Well, the, um, in connecting this, what you just said, with the uh, safety mechanisms, the feeling of safety is basically, which is so, um, what I came across in my work was so amazing and interesting, that we basically, you know, the mechanism of people-pleasing is basically used and created to make us feel safe. safe, To give us a false... false um, Uh, feeling of safety because if we see that um the people around us are unpredictable um and we never know how they're going to react or what is even going on because we see something they do something else right that's not predictable so we with people pleasing we are actually trying to control you know their um, reactions, their behavior. Hmm. We're trying to control uh, our uh, reality, our environment. But being a good girl uh, or a, a good boy, and uh, this is so. Uh, and we even do it today still. And this, this is, and this is the conditioning, right? Because maybe when when we were small, the people pleasing mechanism actually worked. You know. Hmm. We didn't really maybe get you know the love that we wanted the attention that we wanted you know the appraisals that we wanted but at least it was somehow safer you know uh, than to you know be maybe a bad boy or a bad girl how mm. rebellious because if you go into rebellion there, there then you actually become a scapegoat and which is very interesting uh, now that I'm talking about it I was kind of both <laughs> I went through both stages mm. so I was you know, I was a very good girl, you know, excellent, perfect, a people pleaser. But then um, I could, as a seeds or indigo, I basically couldn't repress the rebellious side of me. So my rebellion came out in my teenage years and I went into drugs, right? right? So, yeah, and I, I was doing drugs for a few years. I even went to, to the uh, rehab when I was 17, so Yeah, and and you know, this was such a discrepancy of oh my god, she's a top-A student, you know a perfect girl uh, And then she fell into drugs just behind everybody's uh, Backs basically, you know, nobody knew what was going on with me in my re- you know, in my reality and neither did I mm-hmm. I just basically had to die, you know, because mm-hmm. I like, both sense Um, But there um, there was like a divine intervention. So basically so uh, I got into rehab there for a year and like basically started a new life. So yeah, um, these um, um, these conditionings um, are basically our uh, survival mechanisms and uh, uh, our defense mechanisms uh, that we that kind of like to some extent served us in childhood. But today they're still running. As programs that's why today we don't feel free even when we you know realize that we can even realize our dreams you know we, we can go for what we want we can achieve our goals or you know meet a partner of our dream buy the house of our dream uh, but we still don't feel happy because we don't we are so conditioned we don't really know ourselves who am I who am I and who am I not you know because like you mentioned the mirroring that we got from our caretakers when we were small was false Hmm. was like crooked like a crooked is that the word crooked Crooked, mirror it's crooked and so we got a crooked image perception of ourselves who we are so this is today we're embarking on this journey of really day by day moment by moment no getting to know ourselves who am i and who am i not
0: one of the things I've kind of found with Family lines, see what you think, is that this idea that belonging is probably one of the strongest impulses we yes. have, that even yes. if our family is completely crazy, neurotic, dysfunctional, yes. we'd rather yes. be with them and sacrifice something yes. in ourselves than being exiled or kicked out, because in, in the olden times, being kicked out of a tribe meant death.
1: Exactly.
0: Are there... So, for example, in my family, it was a working-class family, and there was very strong limits to success, for example, or happiness. You know, we're struggling, we work hard... And I really had to to release those that, that sense of attachment to this or release any sense of even agreeing at some level to I'll be a because I want to love you I'll be with you and I won't be more successful than you and all this kind of thing this is that common
1: yes I mean th- this happens all the time this this happened with me basically now I just uh, left Slovenia for I put my house to rent uh, for a, for a year uh, and, uh, um, you know, move to Costa Rica, and I'm going to be basically traveling around the world for a year now, or I think even more, because I'm not go- going back uh, as, as far as I feel uh, now, um, but yeah, this is, um, we have this unconscious uh, agreements, you know, uh, where we are not allowed unconsciously, subconsciously, to break free or away from our family, because, you know, it, it's, it's very uh, interesting, because... Um, we kind of, uh, today we kind of functioned with my mother and father, you know, just on the, you know, uh, chatty, surfacey basis. You know, we, we have, uh, some kind of a relationship that is just like nice surfacey, right? Um, because they, they still stuff so much emotions and I'm not, you know, I'm not even going there with them because, uh, they're not, uh, even ready to face, face them. Uh, and, and everything was going well until I rocked the boat until mm. I said, mom, I'm moving to costa rica mm. bam oh my god oh my god a catastrophe mm. and they basically switched roles you know uh, my mother was always very supportive of my travels because every month i would travel somewhere outside mm. and my father was like a little bit against it and then when i said i'm moving to costa rica like entirely they switched roles my mom went into a existential crisis and my father was very supportive so, sometimes we don't even know what we're living, we don't even know what kind of sub- subconscious contracts, you know, and um, this belonging uh, um, um, uh, patterns, and, and, and just some uh, like uh, vows, mm. you know, we did, we, we signed um, just energetically, just emotionally, just because we wanted the love, just because we wanted to belong and even though like on on the outside consciously you you can know i don't want to belong to this family right in this subconscious there is still there are many programs running that say no you cannot leave this house you cannot leave this country no you know it's it's like forbidden for you and it's only when you do it or when you want to do it when you start thinking of it, it 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 comes up
0: yeah yeah and the more conscious we are of these things, the easier, I guess, they are to clear.
1: Yes, it's fascinating, and it's also like we and and the fascinating thing is that we can't just clear it uh, like on stock, in a sense. Okay, so here's the list, and I'm gonna just tick. You know, this I did this, I did this. Uh, no, it's actually we clear them. They pop up as we go through life, right? So the daily circumstances will make sure that we're gonna get triggered. Mm. And when the trigger comes up, this is the time to clear it This is the time to feel it to go into the emotion to see what's like it, it can be either, you know uh, uh, Because we can, we will do a process in the end of our talk mm. uh, It can be either uh, We can see the actual belief or even if we don't know the belief doesn't matter Just feel the emotion or go through it and it's gonna shift and and that's why this is uh, basically a 24-7 um, work spirituality Mm. yeah it's like monks did it in uh monasteries in the past today (laughs) we are just doing it in the western world while we're cooking (laughs) absolutely (laughs) yeah
0: well tina um i know you've got a a process now for helping people clear fear and we've talked about a lot of the problems so it's really good that we can go into a clearing process so i'll just pass it over to you
1: okay thank you so we're going to do like a short exercise a process how to um, clear the fear or get through the fear and I'm inviting all of you that are listening to just choose like a daily situation from from your daily life okay so don't don't go now and uh, like don't go find find like big triggers and big traumas just for this exercise That that's better to do on a on a session uh, for this uh, exercise purposes, just find something that you're afraid of in in your daily life some let's take some like a small fear. It could be like a phone call that you are afraid of or don't really wanna do or it can be that you are like um appalled uh, by your neighbor or you're afraid of your neighbor or maybe you're afraid to tell your mother no like don't call me anymore right so uh just take like one. Let's say it's smaller of the fears just choose one and it, maybe you felt it today yesterday last week Just choose one and anyone will be fine and just bring this uh, Image of the situation into your mind's eye and feel it feel let's feel the fear And just invite the fear into your body Beautiful and just experience the fear So just locate it where it is in your body. It could be in the chest, it could be in the throat, your head, legs or arms. And just feel it there. And let's just observe and experience this fear. And as we experience it, so we don't try to move it around, we don't talk to it, we don't love it even, we we just experience it. And we can feel certain physical sensations, like tingling, or shaking, or hot, cold, pressure, energy movement. Just let's experience that. And it can get uncomfortable and we just sit in that uncomfortable feeling. We basically sit in fire like a phoenix. We just sit in it and we experience it. And as we feel the fear, this fear, we will get we might get certain images or memories or thoughts or words. And we are just observing and experiencing, experiencing all of it. And it's almost like we enter like a 5D or 9D movie. And if our body wants to shake we just let it shake. sitting in the fear, in the fire, like a phoenix, we can get certain insights or aha moments or clarity or even if we just feel the physical sensations and energy movements that's fine, we just let it And at some point, we are going to naturally and organically feel a subtle shift in energy. Like a calmness in our body. A relief. And maybe some of you might um, have had even an emotional release, like as in crying. That's also great. It's fine. And when the energy shifts, We just feel this calming feeling in our body, feel more centered, more present in our bodies, more empowered, because basically through this process we called our power, power back. Beautiful And now for the purpose of the exercise you can try to uh, Bring in that trigger again, you know, maybe a phone call That you were afraid of think of the phone call now or saying no to your mother to a person How does this feel now? Is it a bit better? Is the trigger less strong? Maybe it even completely went away. And so then we can create from this new level of our vibration, because this is the new reality we're creating from. And from this new reality, from this new vibratory state, we can reach for new, uh, different solutions that were not obvious for us, prior to the process because if we are in fear when and trying to do something or decide on something we're going to do that from the fear based place right we're going to track the fear based thoughts and fear based emotions and that's never a good thing to to make decisions when we are like afraid or angry so that's why it's very very um, important to feel the emotion Go through it, sit in, the fire, sit in the fire, like very gently, very nicely, like holding your space while you're sitting in it. And then when it shifts, we have a different perspective. And, and from that new level of frequency, we are literally attracting different frequency of thoughts, uh, like a new radio station. So that's why the downloads of ideas and inspirations and their solutions are going to be new are going to be different because, like we know um, many also quantum physicists uh, told us, right? and we we can experience that that um, the solutions are found not on the same frequency as the problem resides, right? Uh, so we need to first higher our frequency, higher our vibratory state, release the emotion, and then reach for what we want, basically
0: mm-hmm wonderful wonderful tina thank you so much and thank you. um there will be a, a link going out f- for people wanting to find your website with the podcast so tina thank you until next time we speak
1: yes thank you so much steve this was, this was so much fun thank you again and Brilliant. sending you much blessings and love from costa rica